high short kick that is going to come up and bounce at the 20. Rutgers has a chance to recover it, and they do! What a play by the Scarlet Knights! Get it to Harper with three, with two, with one. Harper for the win! Got it! On and 10 at the 21. Wimson hands it off. It's Benunga getting to the corner left. 20, 15, touching to 10. Benunga down near the goal line. He is in! Touchdown, Rutgers! Now with six. Baker making his move with five. Step back three for the lead. Welcome to the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman. This is a, you should call it an emergency podcast episode. Already had a uh, hour-long episode come out earlier on Wednesday with David Anderson to discuss Rutgers football in terms of the retention for the roster. Uh, some of the question marks still remain, as well as the quarterback situation. So check that out wherever you're listening to this or uh, access uh, the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. But for this episode Rapid reaction to two big pieces of news late Wednesday afternoon, both Rutgers football announcing the contract extension of Greg Schiano and NCAA ruling uh, or a judge's ruling against the NCAA in regard to the, the sit-out transfer rule. Uh, two-time sit-out transfer rule has been uh, ruled against by the courts, and the NCAA came out and said they will no longer enforce the two-time transfer rule, which brings up questions to Rutgers guard Jeremiah Williams, who is currently sitting out after being a two-time transfer. So want to break down both, uh, and let's start with the known good news, which is Greg Schiano being extended three years from 2027 to 2030. He is receiving a sizable raise. Uh, He was the lowest paid coach in the Big Ten at $4 million per year, a contract that he signed in late 2019. He was halfway through this past season. Rutgers going 6-6 in the regular season, earning bowl eligibility for the first time in nine years. Has a chance, obviously, next week to achieve the first winning season in nine years. Also tied the mark for most Big Ten wins with three something he's done before. Uh, the other implication now is so in terms of his salary, $6.25 million per year beginning next season. That's a $2.25 million raise, over 50%. But the key in that is now he is ranked ninth in the Big Ten and 24th nationally. This is per Pat Lanny and Brian Fonseca is reporting on NJ.com that he is ninth uh, in the Big Ten. Uh, next season, which includes the new expanded Big Ten, so right in the middle of the pack, and then 24th nationally. So what does it all mean? Why now? The timing makes perfect sense. So next week, you have early signing period for the 2024 class. Recruiting class, uh, for all intents and purposes, is the national signing day. Uh, definitely from a Rutgers perspective, uh, they are signing their entire class uh, next uh, is the 20th, so next Wednesday. Uh, you know, it's possible that through February, early February, when the uh, official national signing day ends, they could add someone. But for a program like Rutgers, you know, it's, it's the big national blue blood programs that typically will sign players that late. Uh, it really has the early signing period has become the, the regular signing period, so to speak. So Rutgers is going to be signing their best recruiting class since Shiano's return. Ranked around top 35 right now. I'll have plenty to come next week on that. But the point being is that after that point, 
uh, after that early signing period, the primary focus is on the 2025 recruiting class. You are at a severe disadvantage in the recruiting world when your head coach has less years left on their contract versus the, the career of the recruit they are pursuing, right? So if it's a 2025 class and Shiano was not extended today, he would only have three years left on his contract while trying to go full force recruiting with the 2025 class. That is a, a significant disadvantage and something that had to be rectified. You know, for those that aren't pleased with this, uh, don't love Shiano, uh, you have to understand the context of this, that in my opinion, I don't think Rutgers really had a choice. If you're going, you needed progress in year four. You got it. You got the progress you needed. Now, I know not every, all the fans are happy with the progress made and wanted more. That's fair, right? You can you could shoot for the moon. But the fact is they needed to win six games. They needed to earn bowl eligibility, and they did. So you're not – not that I thought that Shiano would necessarily be on a seriously hot seat anyway if he did not. But once you accomplish that, you have to go back all in, right? You're committed for eight years. You're halfway through. Your coach just accomplished something you haven't accomplished in almost a decade. You're making notable progress, even if it's not as fast as everyone wants it. You are. You have to. You have to go back into the well. You have to reaffirm your commitment to your head coach. You need to make a statement in the recruiting world to the recruits out there that yes, he's going to be the head coach for a long time. You need to improve perception uh, that Rutgers is all in on the football program in the Big Ten. Uh, and you do that by extending him, but also giving him that sizable raise. So his salary is now in the middle of the pack of the Big Ten. You know, a lot of it is perception, but that matters in terms of being taken seriously as a football program uh, and as a Big Ten member. So Jonathan Holloway, Board of Governors, Pat Hobbs, they did the right thing. They unquestionably did the right thing. And you could debate, you know, whether Shiana was going to be able to take Rutgers the, the you know, up a step or two from here. Uh, but honestly, you know, and I talked about it on the podcast with David Anderson in terms of the roster retention. A lot of fans and a lot of people can assume that once you hit a certain mark, you're just going to keep going up, right? I was very concerned about the roster, the core not returning. And what that would mean for next year. People say the schedule is more favorable next year, but it's, you know, it's more favorable than having Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State on the schedule. Uh, but you still have USC. You still have Washington. Now, Washington probably won't be as good without Penix, but still, um, you know, you have, it's still the Big Ten. It's still the Big Ten, and it's never going to be easy. And if they lost a lot of the core, uh, there was a legitimate chance they could take a step back. I think that's less likely now. And I think that you have to start, you know, Shiano is in kind of a very uh, crucial period of his tenure. He's crossed a bridge, right? But now he's at the point where he's got to hit moment. He's got to build off the momentum generated from this season. That's why a bowl game really does mean more for Rutgers next week. I think it would be a real positive to be able to say, of course, that you have a winning season first time in nine years. It would help on the recruiting trail. Uh, it would, uh, and now you have this contract extension and you need to start building, uh, 
classes in that top 35 year after year after year now to be able to build a base and to be able to improve that talent and depth on the roster and to be able to make us another step forward. Uh, you can't have steps backward right now. And the commitment to Shiano that Rutgers has uh, announced today is certainly a, a important part of that. So right move, right time. Uh, hopefully, the program continues a positive trajectory forward. This doesn't guarantee that, but you would be cutting your nose off to spite your face if you you did not address this now, if you did not make the decisions and the uh, increase in years and salary that you did. Rutgers had to do it. They did it. It's another sign that they're committed, and that's a positive sign. I know it will rub some people off the wrong way, but again, it, it, it isn't really – no disrespect to him. It's not really even an opinion on how you feel about Sean. If you think he, you know, could be doing better, you have to look at where the program was, what he's accomplished, and what you need moving forward to get make even more progress. So with that, it was a no-brainer. Let's move on to Jeremiah Williams. Uh, so the NCA ruling, uh, which was um, a court ruling in um, uh, West Virginia, uh, which was brought about by a player uh, in terms of uh, the two-time transfer waiver process and the rule in not allowing two-time transfers was uh, against antitrust law. Uh, and the West Virginia judge ruled in favor of or against the NCAA saying that that was true. So the NCAA has already come out and said they will no longer enforce it. Uh, there was an initial 14-day uh, temporary uh, let's see, NCAA is granting multiple time transfers immediate eligibility through December 27th without punishing them re retroactively if the court order is overturned later. So that was clear. Uh, it's also the fact that um, now the NCA is saying that they're not going to enforce it any longer. So any two time transfers are immediately eligible. Now, where it gets a little tricky with Jeremiah Williams, uh, unfortunately, is the uh, gambling issue that he had at Iowa State. He pled guilty uh, in September. Um, and uh, per the great Jerry Carino, he came out and um, he, I'm just going to read what he, what he uh, reported. Uh, he wrote, my understanding on how today's transfer ruling impacts Rutgers Jeremiah Williams is that his eligibility remains on hold for now pending NCA resolution on gambling sanctions, timetable unknown. Best case scenario, a half-season suspension that could be applied to this season. There is a lot of moving pieces to this, obviously. In the big picture, this potentially could open a window for Williams to play later in the season. But in the immediacy, to, uh, immediacy it seems highly unlikely he'll be able to take advantage of the two-week waiver window that opened today. So, I think that it's certainly a hurdle crossed that the two-time uh, transfer eligibility issue is in the past. You do have the gambling issue to get past. And, you know, th there is the health issue with Williams as, as well. Um, you know, he has been practicing. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I by all indications, he's been a full go of practice. So, but he didn't play last year. So there is that rust factor, even if he does become eligible. But the big unknown here is the NCAA once again. It's like we went around in a circle. 
you got through the two-time transfer rule. <laughs> now you have to wait on the, the gambling, uh, which, you know, per an article uh, in the, uh, which, you know, Jerry referenced, uh, the Des Moines Register when uh, Jeremiah pled guilty, uh, this was in uh, September 20th, uh, they wrote that... Williams also admitted to placing wagers on other college basketball games. This would mean he would lose half a season of eligibility under the NCAA's new gambling rules, uh, which, you know, uh, Jerry cited. I think the issue is when are they going to rule? You have no idea. Maybe it's sooner rather than later, but also it doesn't necessarily mean that it's just going to be half a year. We we don't know the full details. Uh, You don't know how the NCAA is going to – approach it you know just because something's a minimum doesn't mean they won't have a uh greater sentence or probation or suspension or whatever it may be whatever the ruling may be so still some unknowns there wouldn't expect him back uh you know in the immediate future it's still possible for this season now which i would say is uh we're in a better place than we were this morning in terms of thinking that he could play I thought this morning there was no chance he'd play. Now I think, you know, there's a chance. I don't. I, w- I would put it less than fifty percent uh, based on having to wait on the NCAA. But you know, listen, they could come back before New Year's or the first week of January or any time in January and say, you know, it's a half half season suspension, time served, uh, immediately eligible. That is possible. Is it likely? I don't know how you could know either way. I don't even want to say it's 50-50. I think it's just, it's it's unknown. You know, we'll have to see. But um, that would certainly be a boost to the roster, especially down the stretch. Again, there would be some rust factor. He did not play last year due to injury. Um, he has been practicing for a while. So uh, more to come on that. You know, it's uh, <laughs> in the world of college athletics, nothing is, the unexpected is, uh, is the normal now. So uh, if you look at it from that perspective, uh, don't be surprised by anything that may transpire uh, from today on anytime soon. And uh, this whole thing will continue to evolve in terms of NIL, in terms of, uh, you know, student athlete eligibility, the waiver process, the transfer portal, um, you know, in terms of employee rights, all of that. We are in a age of change and there's certainly more to come down the road. I hope you found this uh, emergency podcast uh helpful in terms of understanding both uh, Greg Schiano back, or excuse me, extended for Rutgers football to, through 2030. And then Jeremiah Williams potentially could play uh, once the NCAA rules on his gambling issues at some point this season. Uh, it's not ruled out yet uh, and did, but at the same time, important to know with the two-time eligibility uh, waiver uh, being uh, dismissed today, Uh, does not mean that he's automatically eligible like a lot of other two-time transfers are. Thanks for listening and watching the Scarlet Faithful Podcast once again.